Kedushin Daf Mem Zayin. We're starting from the bottom words. Mem Vavim Beis. What Gemara says, Amar Rava. Very important just to recap uh, what we started learning yesterday. We started learning yesterday uh, the mission on Mem Vavim Aleph. A difference between two different ways that a person gave a woman multiple dates and tried to make Kedushin. In the first case of the mission, he made multiple separate Maisa Kedushins. He said, "Become." Uh, married to me with this date, become married to me with this date, and he gave her a bunch of dates. In that scenario, since they're separate Maisa Kedushin, the only way it will be Chal is if one date is worth a Pruta. There's no way that they can combine together because they're separate Maisa Kedushins. Then the Mishnah spoke about a case where he didn't um, say separate acts of become married to me with this one, become married to me with this one. He just said with this and with this and with this. So as we spoke about yesterday, that the case is that He's like giving, speaking as he's continuing to give her more dates. That's the idea. So it's clearly one Maisa Kedushin there. And uh, there, the din of the Mishnah was that if it's worth a pruta, then between all the dates together, it can combine because it's one continuous Maisa Kedushin. Then there was a vague line at the end of the Mishnah that said if she was eating, uh, if she was eating the dates as they're coming to her, meaning she's not like leaving them aside, she's eating them as they're coming to her, then she's not Mekudeshes until one of them is worth a pruta. So we tried to understand what part of the Mishnah was going on. If it was going on, the first part of the Mishnah, where he's making separate Maisei Kedushins, what does that have to do when she's eating? Even when she leaves it, uh, it, 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 one of them individually has to be a Pruta. So we explained that one approach in the Gemara is that it is going on the Reisha, but you would have a half a minute when she eats it right away, even if it's worth less than a Pruta, it should be enough because there's an immediate sense of Ana, so maybe she's Makna. So we have to inform us that even if she eats it right away, you still need one of them to be worth a Pruta. That was one approach that we gave. But then the Gemara compared to the second approach that it's actually a continuation of the Seifa, where it's one continuous Maisei Kedushin, but since he's continuing to talk and this Maisa Kedushin isn't done yet until he gives all of them, if she eats it in the middle of the Maisa Kedushin, she's actually eating his thing. It's not hers yet. It's only given to her by the end of the Maisa Kedushin. The beginning of the Maisa Kedushin is really just like a pikadon by her. It's the husband's thing. So she's eating his thing, which incurs a debt. She'd have to pay him back if the Kedushin wouldn't work out. So when the Kedushin is actually happening, he's really being college her with the debt that she owes him. And that doesn't work. So the only way it can work is if there's a Shavar Pruta in the last one. It doesn't mean any of them. And it means in the last one. If the last one's worth a Pruta, it would be good. But if she's eating it and the last one's not worth a Pruta, then it wouldn't work out. Those were the two approaches that we had yesterday. So now the Gemara picks up on this. Amar Rav, top of them, Zayim Rav. Lo Shano Eladamar, La Bazu Bazu Bazu. This halacha, that the dates don't combine to a total of a Pruta, at the end, when she's eating them, is only because he said, become a Kedush to me with this one, with this one, and with this one. And she's eating it as she's receiving it. And as Rashi speaks out here, he didn't continue, he didn't finish his Maisa Kedushin, he didn't finish talking until the end of when he gave her all the dates. So she was eating the dates. This is the key part of the Lama. She's eating the, 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 the dates still in the middle of the statement of the Kedushin. That's the key point. Rashi, That's the she was eating it before he finished speaking, before the Atza Maisa Kedushin was, um, took place. Therefore, it's just coming transferred into a debt. It's not really, um, it was, she wasn't really eating her thing. And then when the Kedushin happens, she's been college with a debt. That's what the issue, um, if she eats them in the, in, in between. Let's say he said, become a Kedushin to me with all of these. So he used a, a um, like an inclusive word, with these. And then he presents her with one date at a time. But he opened with... He finished his words, right? His words are finished. And he's just giving her the dates. So then even if she eats it, even if she eats it as she receives it, she'll become Mekudashas because when she's eating, she's eating what's already belonging to her. So the point is, is that 
If he finished the Maisa Kedushin, and the, not, and the, when we say Maisa Kedushin, the Dibor of the Kedushin, he said, become a Kedushin to me with all of these, but Elu, an inclusive word, then whatever he gives her, even if it doesn't amount to the Pruta yet, when she eats it, he, he's giving her something which is already meant to be hers, doesn't need it to be hers. For, it's giving, given to her as Kedushin in that moment. So there, it's not going to be the shot that she's eating his thing and it's incurring a debt. You're not going to have that alumnus. She's eating her thing, what's he being given to her as a Maisa Kedushin? Just it didn't add up to a Pruta yet. Very good. When it adds up to a Pruta, it will add up to a Pruta. The Gemar proves that this is true. The Brisa, it's a little bit of a confusing Brisa. The Gemar, in order to develop the proof, has to work it through. It says in the Brisa, it's actually well done for you, but goes, become a Kudashus me with an acorn, pomegranate, and a nut. Osho, my Scotch, will be the Ori, said, become a Kudashus me with these, and then he gave her these items. If they amount to a total, a total if combined together to a Purta, she's Mukdashus from love, and if not, in Mukdashus, she is not. Says the next case, Bazu, Bazu, Bazu. If he gave it to her and said, Come across with me with this, and with this, and with this, for they all combine to a that she's married in Lavin and So that's the exact same ruling, whether or not she said, Be'elu, she said, Bazu, Bazu. Why do we split it in two? And because the Rashi explains that we're going to make a chilek between the two cases and something we're going to say. But so far, it's all the same. Whether you said Be'elu or, be, or Bazu, 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 if they all add up to a Prutah, she's Mekudashas. If not, not. So now, Bazu, after he said with this one, she took it and she ate it, Bazu, and then he gave her the second item, Natalaz of and and she took it and she ate it. But bazu bazu bazu, and we gave her the other items. But this and with this, she ate them also. Here it cannot work until one of them has the value of the pruta by of the pruta by itself. So this is the third part of the price here. When he says with this, with this, with this, but here she ate it as she received it. And here the price is saying only it's only good if one of them is worth a pruta, meaning they cannot be combined to worth a pruta. So what's the case? Now we go analyze one by one. What was the first part? What was the case when he gave her the, the acorn pomegranate or not? If he said to her specifically, either, either with this or with this or with this, so it's clearly separate, everything condition. So what is it saying? How could, be, how could it be that if they all combine together to a preacher, she's married? He said, or with this, clearly he's making separate conditions. In other words, it's, it's separate possibilities, separate attempts of condition with each, with each item. The price cannot be saying that if you would be that if they would all add up to a pruta, it would work. It has to be, he said, with this and this and this. Not or, but rather and. Okay, very good. But what's the problem? That's exactly the same as him saying with this and with this and with this. The case that the Brisa talks about in the next section. So we can't say that that's what it means either. So what is the beginning of the Brisa talking about? We are forced to say the case is... He said, that's just to me, with these. That's the point. He said, with these, and then he handed her all the things. So, and that's what the safe was moving on to, is that even if he didn't say Be'elu, but he said, with this and this and this, it would also, they can combine. But now, but the very next line said, or he said, me with these. That can't be either, because then the, the price is just repeating itself. He said, he's Mekadashir with these items, or he's Kachili Be'elu. So then clearly the first part is not. Okay, so the Gemara works that through. The second part was just explaining what the first part was. It sets the tone here. And in what sense? Okay, so now, now that the Gemara is worked through, now we're going to get to the proof. There were three parts of the Brisa. Part one, it's actually with these, the acorn, the, the, the pomegranate, and the nine work, and the case is where he said, that's case one. They all combine to a pruta. Case two is even if he didn't say, he said, they could all combine to a pruta. Case three 
in the in the last part where it was bazu bazu bazu, and she takes it and she eats it in the middle. Now they cannot combine. So Katani save a bazu not lost about for the case where he said with this one, and the woman took it and she ate it. one of them but they cannot combine together. It sounds like it's only qualifying the second part of the price, only qualifying the case of bazu. But in the case of the where he said to me with elu the Tana is not making a chale between whether she leave it on the table or eat it when as she gets it. Either way, what's the halacha? They could combine together. We see from here wherever he said with these, and it's an inclusive statement that it doesn't matter if she eats it if she receives it. When she's eating, she's already eating what belongs to her. We take away that that's correct. So we're coming out. It was a lot to work through the prices to get to the proof. But Rava's point is right. The, the, the idea that it matters if she eats it, that, that then she's eating from really his, and then he's just being makadish with the debt, that's only if he said bazu, 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 where that's some words of the Kedushin we're still developing. But if he, serves, if he first said, and then he started giving her the things, then it doesn't make them, if she eats it right away, she doesn't eat it right away, either way, the halacha is going to be the same. If the total amount of all the items together adds up to a pruta, she will be makadish. Now, now the Gemara is going to go back to one point, though. The lushan of the Parisa here was, uh, that that when she was eating it, the price was saying that it's no good unless one of them is worth a pruta. Now, what do you mean one of them is worth a pruta? If the last one was worth a pruta, that's great. But if the first one is worth a pruta, that's no good because that is exactly that same point. He's in the middle of speaking out his ma'aseh kedushin, and if she's eating, she's really eating his thing. So when it says unless one of them is a pruta, it really has to mean the last one. But if you remember from yesterday, when we were learning that same exact expression in the Mishnah, that was only one point, one one one, one madam who said that. It's good, according to the opinion, this is what the Gemara that we had yesterday, it was Rav and Shmuel against Ravami, how to learn our Mishnah. So like the Mandamar, that the case where the woman was eating it is going on the Seifa. What did the Mishnah mean when it said until one of them has a pruta? We said it means until the last one has a pruta. So the same way we forced the Mishnah where it said if one of them is worth a pruta. Does it mean the last one is worth a pruta? We could say the same thing with the rice. In this last case, when she's eating it, and we're saying she's Mekudesh, as if one of them is worth a pruta, we really mean if the last one is worth a pruta. They didn't like that. Until one of them is worth a pruta means anyone. So they interpreted that the that the mission was going on back on the ratio where he made separate Maisa Kedushins. He made separate Maisa Kedushins for each date. And, and we said that it was just coming to make a chiddush, that it was a chiddush that, that even if she eats what she's given, you still need one of them to be worth her pruta. So here in the b'raisa, if you look at it, the Tana never spoke about a case where he's making separate Maisa Kedushins. The b'raisa only spoke about a case where he's making one big general Kedushin for all the dates together. So what does it mean here in this line of the b'raisa, she's not says, unless there is a pruta in one of them. What is that case? That's what we're going to be bothered by. Um, obviously, Obviously, we can't we can't we, we, we can't m- interpret it the way he, they had interpreted the Mishnah because in the Mishnah it was separate Maisa Kedushin. So there we could say we are coming to say that that even if she eats it and she has immediate Hanah, it has to be worth a pruta. But here it's all of them being eaten all together. So what is going on? How are they going to learn the brides? So they Mar explains Hamani Rebbe Hidamar Loshna Kazais Kazais Loshna Kazais Kazais Prataave. They are actually going to learn a very very bizarre thing is happening here. That the part of the Brisa who's talking the talking in the Rasha is not the same Tana. Who's talking in the next two parts of the price? In the in the in the end, the end part, um, clearly clearly we see 
uh, clearly, we, I shouldn't say the end part. The, the, for the first parts of the price uh, that clearly assume that when you say with this and with this and with this, clearly that Tana assumes that it was inclusive, one big thing, a continuous statement, very good, we, and they could all combine. The end of the price that, that, that says this, this line, where she eats it, if one of them is worth a Prashabritim Kudashas, holds that when you make a statement, I'm calling you with this and with this, ignore the word and. Saying and is irrelevant. It's as if you said with this, separate with this. Even though you didn't say separate hiskachali, this Tana holds. And even though you said with above, this Tana holds, that it makes no difference. You above or not above. You say with this and with this and with this, it's as if you are saying with this or with this or with this or with this. That's what that Tana, this following, the end b'risa holds, the end of the b'risa. And therefore it's saying that it's only good if one of them is worth a pruta. And the chedesh is, you may have said that it could be good if she eats it right away because there's immediate on all kamashmala not. Who is this Tana? who says that we interpret language in such a way that if I say with this and with this and with this, it's separate my seconditions. It's Rebbe, so you have to know Zvachim to know what the Gemara is drawing from. It's not irrelevant to us to know exactly what the case is, the whole case with the Kohen thinking Piggle. The point is the Gemara is drawing in language that there's a Tana who holds it, even when I say with this Kazais and with this Kazais, there are separate Machshavas, and the Gemara is relating that to here also. When I say Bazoo, they're really, what I'm really saying is with this or with this, and the Rise is saying one of them has to be worth a Pruta. All right, so that ends uh, the conclusion here of the sugya of the multiple conditions with the dates. Now the Gemara moves to a fresh new sugya, interesting sugya here. Amarav, a makadish b'milva. Someone who is makadish with a loan, and obviously we know why this is coming up. We've been assuming if you're makadish with a loan, she's not makudashis. So now the Gemara is going to talk about that in more more depth. So let me just clarify: what does it mean to be makadish with a loan? A little introduction here. It could be that the, the loan, the money was already used, right? Ruvain lent, let's say, Leia money. Leia spent the money. Now Ruvain says, the money that, that, that I gave to you, I'm a college you. The money's gone. So what's he being a college you? With the debt. The debt the debt's not, 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 a, not, not a new Misa and a Sino of Kedushin. He's not giving her anything right now. What does he mean? He's canceling that she'll pay back? Okay, that's not a condition. You want to say with the pleasure of the fact that you don't have to pay him back, that's a different thing. Maybe that works. We learned on that block. But if you do from college with the milva itself, once she spent the money, that's not going to work. We understand that. But what about if the money is still intact? That's what our sugi wants to know. Ruben lent Leia money, and the money's still there. Happened to be Leia didn't spend it yet. Whose money is that? Whose money is it? When a malva lends money to the lova until she spends it. So whose money is it? So Rav says it's considered to be the lova is not the malva. So it happens to be the lova has to pay back. But if you're makadosh, but the, but the milva is not, it's not makud. That's just milva loads on it, and the loan is meant to be spent. What that means is the lova can do anything he wants with it. There's no restrictions, and the fact that there's no restrictions, it doesn't. You're not. She's not guarding it. She's not watching it. She's not. She's not just holding it on behalf of the malva. It's not like that. It's absolutely hers in every sense of it, and therefore the condition wouldn't work. It says the gemara. It's not so simple. And the other side would be what would be the other side that milva lav loads off that there's restrictions on what you can do with it. You always have to make sure that you're investing it or using it, even if you want to spend it, but you're, you're spending it on things that make it easy to pay back the malva. That would be the other possibility, in which case we could say that the money intact really is the malva. So the Gemara says, let's just say it's Machlok Zanam. It says, a woman with the loan, she's not married. There's other people who say she is. So we see it's Machlok. Says Marva Tizbro, you think that's really the bride's house saying? Ema Seifa, it says in the end of the bride's Both agree that the sale, with, with that making a sale with, with such a procedure, you give loan money, you could. In other words, it sounds like we're saying if someone's trying to sell someone to someone and, and, and he sells it with what? What's the, what am I paying you with? The, the guy says, I'm paying you with the money that I lend you. So there, everybody agrees it works. 
So, if you say that in Nakudas Milvel Hotzan, and once you give the money, it's not yours anymore, so unrestricted usage of Lovez, then why would it be better? Why could I pay, if I can't be Makadish a woman with the money that I lent her, why would I be able to pay for her sale with, with the money that I, that I lent to somebody? So, it doesn't make sense. Something's off in this price. So, Amar of Nachman. Huna, our friend, he explained the price, talking about a totally different thing, totally different in, in, uh, thing over here. We're not dealing with a case of a man who already lent money to the woman, and now he's trying to makadish. Not, no, he's not speaking about our case. What are we talking about? The case is a man said to a woman, become makudashes to me with a mana. Mana is a large amount of money. But then he gives the coins, they count it up. Oh, it's missing one small dinner. So, whoops. I, I, you know, you could be makadish with a pruta, but if I said I'm makadish with a mana, and then I give you the coins, and it's not worth the mana, so you didn't finish giving her the amount for kedushin. But what did he say? The, the implicit idea is that he said the remaining dinner should just be considered a debt. I'll pay you later. Is that good enough? In other words, he said I'm makadish you with a mana. He gives her a mana, but missing one dinner, and he says, "Don't worry, I'll pay you later." And she could agree. Is that good or not good? So no, since it would be embarrassing her for, for her to demand the money from him because, you know, what is she going to take him, sue him to court for the dinner of her husband? So therefore, it's an invalid condition. She doesn't have the smichas das and she's uncomfortable. So she's not confident that she's ever going to get it. So even if she's silent, she's not really committing to the Kedushin. No, it's not so embarrassing for her to demand the money. And therefore, the condition is valid. So again, here he gave her Clara Gelt. He gave her... He gave her absolutely new coins. The question just is, is that he didn't have all the coins, so he's making the rest into a debt to owe her. Now, that's nothing to do with our case. Our case is the opposite, where he had previously lent money to her. He's trying to be Makadash with the money he previously lent her. Says the Gemara, but according to what we're saying, this way, Rabbi Lazar says, Gotcha, the Mana, if a man said to a woman who comes, Gotcha to me with the Mana, and also let dinner, instead of giving her a Mana, he gave her only a dinner. So this is the opposite. Like he owes her a lot. He's only giving her a little. Harizim Mikudashis Vyashim. So she's she is Mikudashis then because Lamai and we and his idea is he's saying, and I'll pay you the rest later. That works. So Lemakatanaim and the Mishmai say so what Rabblazar is only is is totally in a machlokas. We're saying it's a machlokas. One opinion says that she, she would be embarrassed to, to to demand the money. So she shouldn't be Mikudashis in such a case. Says the more no, Amri, dinner. If he gave her a mana missing just one dinner, she'll be embarrassed. What, are you going to take him to court for a tiny penny? Like, she'll be embarrassed. So therefore, she doesn't commit herself. Whereas, where he gave her a mana less of a 99 dinner, meaning she only, he only gave her one dinner, the bulk of the amount, he still owes her, then it's not embarrassing for her to demand it. And therefore, that's a substantial amount. And therefore, she has the, the right to meet her He gave her a new kasev. Everything is fine. All right, so now we go back to Rav. Again, Rav's case is where he already lent her the money. Now he's trying to be Mikhail with the money that's still intact by her. So the Mar says, mm-hmm. With the deposit that I have in your hands, meaning a man gave a deposit to a woman. She should watch it. Now he's saying, the deposit that I gave to you to watch, that's mine, it should become yours for Kedushin. But then she went to go keep it. But what was the problem? She found it was stolen or was lost. So as long as the Shavar Pruta was still left in her possession, meaning even most of it was destroyed. But the Shavar Pruta's worth was what? Was left. Mekudashas. She is Mekudashas. If not, she's not Mekudashas. That's very good. Milva clearly, I'm sorry, because him clearly belongs to the, to, to, the, to, the, to the owner of the item, and when he gives it to her, and as long as it's worth a pruta, she's Mekudashas. But then the bride says, Uva Milva, it was loan, meaning he gave her money to, to borrow, he had lent her, and now he says, you know what, you can keep the money, so what's that? Even if she already spent all of it, Mekudashas, she is still Mekudashas. How in the world could that be? 
Right, even that, that's not, even if Rav is wrong, that's not what we're saying, right? We were saying Rav might be wrong that the pet, until the money is spent, it could still be considered in the possession of the, of the mouth. The, like, it's like restricted usage, what you have in it. This Tana is saying, even if it was already spent, what are you Mikadosh with? Must be Mikadosh with the actual debt. So Rashi seems to explain that the part here is that we understand it as if he said, I'm being Mikadosh with the Hana that you receive from not paying me back. Remember, that's always a complicated thing. Because you could come along and word it that way. That I'm not being Mikadosh with the debt. I'm being Mikadosh with the Hana that you receive from not having to pay me back. We, we, we don't assume that's what he means. Maybe this Tana here assumes that that's what he's saying. I'm Mikadosh with Hana. Okay. Just like Pikatan, meaning what? If there's still a pruta that's left intact from the money he gave her, then she's Makudashis. If the nothing remains, then not. So in other words, he's holding, and no, if he makadash you with the debt alone once he already did it, so then it's not Mashmi's Makadash with the pleasure of not paying back. It's Makadash with the debt. The debt, the money's already used up, it's no good. But if a pruta does remain, it is good. So what they're arguing about is what we just said. They're arguing from Mikadosh with the milve. If it's already completely gone, does that work? Do we assume he means with the, with the Hanav not paying back? Or no, do we assume he means only with the debt? And therefore, it's only good if there's a pruta that remains. Everybody agrees as long as the money is intact. That in Makadish with the Milva, she's Makadish. Everybody goes against Rav. Rav says once you give the money, even if the money's intact, it's completely the love of guilt. So if you're Makadish with that, you're Makadish with not, you're not giving her any guilt. <laughs> so everybody seems to go against Rav. So I'm a Rav of a Tisra, I'm You think that the Brisa is correct in the form, or in other words, you think that the Gears is good. I'm a Clearly, there's something mistaken in the Brisa. Why? What's the case of the Pikadon? Right? A man where a man gave the item to the woman to, to guard it, and now he's trying to be Mikadash. What's the case? If she accepts the responsibility if something got lost or stolen, like a Shomer Sachar, let's say. So then now that it was stolen, it's, it's exactly the same as the loan that she has to repay. Whereas once she accepts responsibility, she's required to reimburse him at that point. So she owes this to him, just like you could owe money if you borrow money. So the halacha should be exactly like the case of Kedushin, just as the Tanakhama said that a Mikadash B'milva is Mikudashas. Why? Because we automatically assume he meant that Mikadash you with the Hano that you don't have to pay me back. So so too with the Shomer. If she would owe him the money, if she was Mikadash cries for it, and she would owe him the money, now that's lost or stolen. Even if it's not worth a Shafapruta, she should be Mikudashas because it should be understood that what he is saying is you should be become Mikudashas to me with the Hano that you have from not having to pay me back. So eat the local level Christ. And if you're going to tell me the case that she didn't accept responsibility, so then instead of running in the safe to talk about a milva where it's left in her possession, why don't we even with the deposit itself? The Tanakhama should say, when is it true that you need part of the deposit to still be intact? Where she wasn't Makabla Christ. So that if something happened to it, she's going to owe him the money, then even if no Prutas is left, she'll still be Makudashas because we'll understand. And his words to me, and I'm a Kaddish with the Hana that you have from not having to pay me back. The Brazil didn't make the distinction, it ran to Milva. So we don't understand in the case of Picadon. What the case is, if she was Makabla Christ, it should be like Milva, meaning to say that that even if nothing is left, then saying according to the Tanakama saying I'm a Kaddish with it should work because it should be understood I'm being Makadish with the Hana of not paying back. If he was not Makabla Christ, then why do we run to Milva? Just be Makalik by might be called in itself and say there's a difference if you're Makabal Christ. So therefore we have to amend the text. Elitritzahi. We change up what the Bryce is saying. The first part remains the same, but we say it's not the opposite of what we thought. By Pikada, and what do we say? As long as there's a Shavapruta that's left, she's Makudashas. But if there's not a Shavapruta worth, then not. By Milva, even if there is a Shavapruta left, she is not Makudashas. So that's the big amendment in the Bryce. It comes that the Tanakama is saying Rob's din.
It is saying Rav said, alone is like a deposit. If a pruta remains, it could still work. So now the Tanakama, at least, is exactly like Rav. The Tanakama is exactly like Rav. So now the question, though, is what are we going to do with the second Tana? The second Tana said, alone is like a deposit. A sharp pruta remains, you will be So it says the Gemara, what are they arguing about? Meaning, is Rav forced to concede that at least the second Tana doesn't hold like him? So the Gemara has a creative way of doing this here. Omar Rabba. We found the Rabbanan sitting in the base magic, and this is what they said over. Everybody agrees that a lover could do whatever he wants with the money. Meaning, Rav's point that it's Lohotza Nidna, he could be spent freely, no restrictions, that everybody agrees to. But there's another question. At what point is that king in Chao? I gave the money. Now that I gave the money, at the moment right now, before you go to use it, is it already in that moment, is it chal, it's your gel? Or until you, yes, you could go use it and do whatever you want with it. But until you go to use it, it's still in the Rishos of the Malva. That's the question. So Rav's point was that it's Lohotzah, is that that's, everybody agrees to. Lohotzah means you have unrestricted usage of it, no limitations, that's everybody agrees to. The question is, at what moment is that chal? One Mandamar holds that it's still that it's in the remain it's in the domain of the of the borrower in regard to whether or not the lender could be chayzer. Meaning, let's say the Malva gave the money, the Lova didn't touch it yet, he didn't use it yet, and the Malva's like, you know what, give it back. You know what, I want to pull out of the deal. Too late. Once it was given to him, even before he started using it, the Kenyan's chal. For what loans him, same thing if any onus happens. The borrower is responsible for even the wildest onus. Once the guilt is given to him, he is responsible. Until the lender goes to use it, the guilt is still in the room, and still in the domain of the lender. He could back out of the deal. If onus happens, it's the lender who absorbs the loss. So we're saying everybody agrees you could do whatever you want with it, but when is the Kenyan chal? Is a chal only when the when the when the lova goes to use it? So very gishmak. That will now be what the Pshad and the Machlok is Tanoam here. The second Tana can hold Milva Rik Bukadon, that she can become a Kudashes as long as some of it's left intact. Not because he, he holds Milva Lavla Utsanina, but because he holds that until the, the woman went to use it, then it's still in the possession of the Malma. In regard to a Lova, what happened, everybody agrees that the borrower is responsible. Even before he went to use it. My time with Shayla, it's not worse than an item that's borrowed. Ma'ashayla the Hajabayne, just the way the borrowed item, where you know you borrow something, you have the right to use it. But you return the item itself intact back to the person who lent it to you, right? You give the item back itself. Chayab owns him. Nonetheless, your Chayab owns him immediately when you receive the item. You're not Chayab owns him only when you, once you went to use it. You're Chayab owns him as soon as you receive it. So Milva Lakoshik, and certainly by Milva, where you don't even give back the same thing. You take coins, you don't give back the same coins, you give back different coins. Certainly, as soon as you Receive it, there's a liability for Onsim. So we're saying everybody agrees Onsim is Chal as soon as the Olova takes the money. The Machlokas is just, um, is just about backing out of the deal. Could the Malva back out of the deal before the Olova used the money? The Machlokas is whether or not he could, he could back out of the deal before the Olova went to use it. So we get to, we explain the Machlokas on in a way, it's not a Kash on Rav. Everybody agrees Milva Lotz on in. The Machlokas is at what point does the Olova, Mamash Kona the Gelt, is it only when he goes to use it or before? So now the Gemara just knows that all of them, Ravuna, Ravuna said something. Someone who borrowed a hammer from his friend. Only when he, if he goes to use it, if he went to chop with it, he's conned for the whole time. Before he went to chop the wood, he doesn't have a kinyan, meaning the lender can still back out. You can back out. Even though I gave you the, the hammer, right? It's a very interesting scenario. I give you a hammer to borrow. And then right before you go to use it, I say, actually, I'm closer. But you already took the hammer. Could I back out? So Ravuna says that I could. So according to what we're explaining, 
until the guy, right, Rav Huna holds, until the guy goes to use it, he doesn't have the Kenyan Shela. Kenyan Shela is Chal only when he uses it. So, according to what we just said, that's Mamash Machlokas. What are we saying? If Malva lends money to the Lova, before the Lova goes to use it, could the Malva back out? We're saying it's Machlokas Tano. So, Mar says, Lo, I can't believe Milva and Milva Machlokas only by a loan, the Lo Hajabaina, because the money itself doesn't return. And there, there's a Manta Amar that as soon as the Gelt is given, the Malva can't back out. Abu Shela, the Hajabaina, but with a borrowed, borrowed item. Where it's returned intact, it's only when he goes to use it that the, the shoal is coned, the, the, the agreement that, is, that they made. But until he uses it, the, 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 the one who owns the, the, um, the hammer could still back out. So, what are we coming out with? We're coming out Rob's statement. Man, give a woman money, and now he wants to be Mkadisha with it. So, everybody who holds Rob's statement is correct. The Milva is Lehot Sonino, which means that in general, huge concept here. That when a buy, someone borrows money, there's no restriction on what they do. I can't say I only want you to do conservative deals, safe investments, so that you know it's always back. Things that are close to the city. No, unrestricted usage. You trusted me, you gave it to me, the money's owed, fine, that is whatever, I'll pay you back. But I can do whatever I want. Everyone agrees to Rob's point. There's another point, though, that if I'm a college with the guilt that I gave you, and here's the question, is that maybe the Malva has the right to back out of the deal and say, return the money to me until the Lova went to use it. That's the question. And that's the Machlokas Tanom, but uh, ultimately we're saying Rav's opinion is, um, is very much verified. By She'elu, when someone lends something to somebody, the Chiyav owns him, is Chal as soon as they take it. But the ability that, that it, they're Kona the deal in the sense that the, 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 the owner of the ass can't back out, that's only when they go to use it. Says the Gemara, now we get back to Rav. Let's see what Rav said. It's Machlokas Tanom. It's Kashi Vishachov. person said to him, come to me with a Shtarchov. So what exactly is the case? It sounds like you have a creditor who's giving a shtarchov. In other words, the creditor could have used the shtarchov to collect that that was owed to him. But instead, he's giving it to the woman, and he says, he says, I want you to have kudeshes to me. But we don't clarify the case over here. Is, who's the debtor? Is it the woman? Is it someone else? Right? It doesn't say. Um, it doesn't say. So the Gemara, the Gemara will clarify what exactly is the case. Or he had a loan in the hands of somebody else, meaning someone else owed him money. And he granted her the power to go collect it. In other words, he's giving her the power to collect his gelt. She is not. And the Gemara will clearly tell us what in the world is going on in Machlok. So, what's the first case of Shtarachov? What's the case where he gives her a Where it means that, um, that someone else owed him money. And it says, you know, Ruben lent money to Shimon. And now, okay, Ruben's got the Shtarachov. And he gives it to Leah. He says, here, you can go collect it. But that's on him. That's the other case that the Bryce spoke. It means the man gave the woman the, her own owed, her own debt. In other words, he's, she's forgiving a debt that she owed him. That's the case. It must be that's the case. And they're arguing over Rob's principle. He's been with the, with the money that he already, with the debt, with the money he already gave to her. It must be that Rob's principle is a machlokas tanom. Says the Gemara, really is but this is what you were asking that the two cases of the Bryce are identical. Let me explain. There are two different cases. It could be a case, again, Ruvain lent Shimon money, and now Ruvain is giving the, the debt to Leah for Kedushin. But there's two different cases. It could be a case of a Milva Bishtar, where they made a document that when Ruvain lent Shimon the money, or a case where it was not without, without a document. And why is it necessary to have both cases? So the Gemara is going to go through the variables. Milva Bishtar, but my belief, if it was a case where there was a Shtar, what's the Machlokas? Both the Rebbe and Rabbanan argued about, where Rebbe and Rabbanan argued. Titania, Osios Niknes Bimisir. If I have a debt recorded in a document, right? So what do I own? What do I own? I have the right to collect. I have a lien, right? I have a lien. If there's it. So if I want to transfer that, I want to sell my lien to somebody else, basically. I'm trying to sell my Milva Bishtar to somebody else. What's the Maisa Kenyan? So according to Rabbi, just Messira handing over the paper 
is sufficient. Rabbi holds that that's effective, and now the creditor can effect uh, such a such a sale that the buyer will now have the right to use his star chov to collect the lien. Just and the, the Maisa Kenyan just words with Messiah. If you write over, let's say you draft a bill of sale, but you didn't hand it over, or you handed it over, but you didn't draft a bill of sale. According to the Chaman, you need two things to make the Kenyan. You have to make a bill of sale, you need a star and a Maisa Kenyan, and, and, and giving over the star. So now we can explain that that's what happened is that the man gave the star to the woman, but he didn't write a bill of sale to finalize it. The machlokas tanoam is whether the is valid is Mamash's point. Did he really transfer the chov? Mar, Mar Isla the Rebbe, Ramir holds a Rebbe, so therefore she's Makudash just because just giving her the document transferred her the, the lien. Mar, so Mar, less of the Rebbe. So we're saying here, we're, clearly, we're not talking about him canceling her debt. There, everybody would say, like, Rav, it's not Makudash. We're talking about that he gave her a new debt. He gave her the right to collect something that he had by somebody else. The machlokas just is, did he make a valid method of transaction? I just want to clarify something here. Do we understand why it's different? Everybody in the Tysus, for example, has a hard time. If I'm a college woman with the star, with the, with the debt that she owes me, everyone agrees, we're saying, according to Rav, she's not Makudashis. Not Makudashis. She's not giving her anything new. But if he's Makadashir with the star chov, that someone else owes him the money, as long as he transfers legally, he does the right sort of method of, uh, for transfer of the lien, then she is Makudashis. Well, what's, what's the chilik between giving her her debt or giving her someone else's debt. So it's, it's an interesting idea. Taisa seems to say that Nafkamina is if you're giving her something new. That's the idea. If, 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 if I lend her money and she owes debt and I just cancel it, then I'm not giving her anything. I just cancel the debt. If I'd say the pleasure that you have from that camera, that'd be something else. But if I just give you the debt, I'm not giving you anything new. But if I'm giving you something new, I'm giving you my lien that I have to go collect from somebody else, so the woman receives something new. The woman now has something she didn't have before. That's the big chilek. From the woman's perspective, does she have something now she didn't have before? If I give her shtarchov dachir, yes. She now has a lien by somebody else. Whereas if, if, if there was a debt that now I'm canceling, I didn't give her something new. Everybody holds like Rebbe. So everybody would agree that what... I'm sorry, no one holds like Rebbe. Everybody agree that handing over the note alone doesn't make them Isaac Kenyon. So what's the Shaila? Obviously, he, he must have given it to her and drift, drafted a bill of sales. And then what's the question? Some person sold the loan document to his friend. He can't just say, I sold it to you. He has to say, I sold it to you and explicitly add that I sold to you all the Shibudim. He has to add those words. Um, that, that, that's his point. He's saying there's a specified text that you need. I sold you all the Shibudim as well. So here, he didn't write that into the bills, into the, into the woman. So Mar Samar, it's their puppy, also our puppy. Therefore, it didn't include the right text. So the loan document is not, it doesn't work. It wasn't transferred to the woman. Mar Samar, less the Rapapa, and therefore the sale of document here was effective to make her become the owner of the debt. A third way of understanding everybody is Emakulema is Rapapa and Rapapa. And the case is the person did use Rapapa's text in the bill of sale. Listen to this. Someone sold a Shiva to his friend, meaning he's a creditor, he's selling the, the, the right of collection to somebody else. Then after he sold his debt, he was Mochel the debt to the, le- to the borrower, meaning Ruvain lent Shimon money. Ruven then sold to Levi the right to collect from Shimon. Now Ruven's mochel, Shimon owing him the money. So what would you say, Pashup Shah? You can't be mochel once you sold. But it's not true. Well, it's not true. Why? Why? Because you can't sell the fact that Shimon has a Shibara Guf to you. Shibara Guf is just inherent. He owes you the money. What you could sell is the lien. Very good. 
But once you cancel, once you're mochal the shiva ragov, then the liens get canceled also. It's a very interesting thing. Even though Reuven, Reuven sold the lien to Levi, but if Reuven now goes and is mochal, it's mochal, mochal, even after the, the seller's death. The heir, the, the child who inherited it, he could forgive the debt. So what's the question? The question would be, that the, the woman says to herself, very nice, you gave me your, your credit and you gave me your shachos from other people. But I don't trust anything. You know why? Because you could go be mochla tomorrow. And if you're mochla tomorrow, then I didn't end up uh, with anything of value. So therefore, she never really is too serious about the condition that she's getting for the shtarchov. She's not so moved by her shtarchov because it's not, it's not secure in her hands. She he could always be mochel and mess her up. They're arguing specifically about the, 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 the mindset of the woman. She, she, she trusts the husband. She says, He's not going to leave me out to dry and be mochel the shtarchov and leave me with nothing to collect. She is not so confident in him. So it comes down to that could be the machlokas. He's makadosh v'sharchov da'cherem. But the issue is, since he still retains the right to be mochel, that corner for Shmuel is right, so maybe she doesn't feel so comfortable. So we're coming out, Rav's halacha v'makadosh with the debt that she owes him. Since Milva lo'tzah ninnah, she's not makadosh. Everybody agrees to Rav. The machlokas ta'noam here is where makadosh v'sharchov from other somebody else, and 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 we just presented many different ways of understanding it. Did he legally transfer it? Did he write the right tax? Is Shmuel right that he could still be mochel? Does she trust that he, he won't be mochel? All different ways of understanding. And tomorrow we'll pick up and and the second part was Milva Alpeh. Well, tomorrow we'll pick up with this that that's what the price was alluding to. There's one machlokes Milva Bishar and one machlokes Milva Alpeh. Until now we've discussed different ways of understanding machlokes Milva Bishar. Tomorrow we'll understand what the machlokes is with Milva Alpeh.